now it's time for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. Where each and every Wednesday we review things happening at the Springfield City Council, where I know some of you don't live here, but if you visit here, especially if you live in the area, you're shopping, you're putting tax dollars into city coffers. Uh, So it's a way for you to know how those tax dollars are doing. But also for those of you living in Springfield, it's good to get that review from last night's Springfield City Council meeting. And it was a committee of the whole where they were determining what ordinances are controversial and need to go on debates and what ordinances are are non-controversial going on the consent agenda for final passage next week. And they had a bunch of stuff they tackled, and they did it within an hour. The meeting was only an hour long, but uh, we've got a lot to tackle. Uh, They dealt with ordinances dealing with CWLP. They dealt with public works. Uh, There were several workers' comp uh, issues in there, even a measure about the age limits for police and supplemental appropriation for police and so on. Uh, So a lot of uh, different ordinances that they put on the consent agenda. But one in particular uh, raised some debates, and uh, here's how that played out in the situation of um, uh, the ability for the city to, to purchase some vehicles. An ordinance authorizing purchase of a used grapple truck from the various selected vendors or a comparable vendor for an amount not to exceed $290,000 for the Office of Public Works. So, uh, obviously, you know, they need public works vehicles that work uh, and aren't always in the shop. Here is Alderman Hanauer with questions about why buy used vehicles. Well, I just was wondering, um, what's the difference between a, a new truck and a used truck? A couple of years. Well, <laughs> I don't think that one's available. <laughs> Cost-wise. A couple years. I knew I was going to get that. (laughs) So uh, it was Alderman Redpath with that zinger there. Uh, But the purchasing agent explains. It's a considerable amount uh, to the point that we've really only looked at used. Okay. Much more expensive. But we do use these all the time. As I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, we have three. They're all pretty old, kind of beat up. And two of them were down for... um, much more than routine maintenance for 10 days, and uh, we got behind. So this is definitely something that we could use. We could use it every single day. So, obviously, they've got things that are down. They need them now. Alderman I'm, I'm not against it. I just was, if it, if the difference in cost wasn't that much more, I would recommend a new one because, it, you know, with the use, we may run into some, some issues. So it, It's considerable. So uh, it's considerable, they say. Uh, so obviously they uh, they are moving forward with that. Another ordinance that was up for debate deals with Napa Auto Parts being the sole parts distributor for the city of Springfield's Consolidated Garage. I remember covering this back in the day. The Consolidated Garage uh, was an effort from former budget director Bill McCarty, uh, who said that uh, it would be better and more streamlined if indeed you had a consolidated facility for all of the city's various equipments. You got public works, CWLP, police, fire, I mean all of these different uh you know pieces of equipment from small pieces to big pieces and so on. Uh the idea was you could streamline and save money by having a consolidated garage instead of each one of these departments having their own maintenance facility and in order to uh, provide some kind of uh, you know certainty for parts they decided to give a contract to napa auto parts over others uh, in order to be the exclusive uh, provider of those parts so that contract's done 
they're trying to get another contract with Napa approved. That came up several weeks ago, but that's stuck in committee. So they had a measure with an extension, a short-term extension of the previous contract, just so they can at least pay their bills. Here's how that played out with Alderwoman Conley asking some questions. So it looks like this is just a little carve-out of the ordinance that we have that's being held in committee. Um, can yes you get and a no. little bit of okay this is uh this is actually an extension of the previous agreement sure. with napa for it's a two-month extension so the new contract still remains in committee for discussion so alderman conley had more questions are you looking at bringing a new um changes to the, the existing ordinance that's being held or what that i don't know <laughs> Another official got up to talk uh, more detail about the contract extension. This is to pay the bills for August and okay. September. We have already purchased the parts, but we have no spending authority to buy the parts. So they've got the parts. They purchased. They haven't purchased but them moving yet. Moving forward, are we looking at alternatives to the existing structure, or is that um, has there been any conversation around that at all? No, no. We are we are not looking at any other venture at this point because we were waiting for the RFP to be authorized. Okay. We did have two vendors that bid on that RFP and we took the lowest cost to the city, which just so happened to be motor parts and the engine company. Okay. So <clears throat> they're willing to go month to month with this as long as we pay our bills. So willing to go month by month. Uh, Alderman Rockford had some questions. My, my concern, and it's it'd been my concern when I was a supervisor with the city, that when we, we bring automobiles down to, to have them repaired, that we had to wait, wait for parts. If we have a, a parts store in our garage, what's the holdup? So um, Rockford asking a, an important question there. What's, what's going on with the parts that are being ordered? Why the delays? So we are, we are paying for the parts that we've used. We have had a significant backup as far as lead time for ordering new parts, Larry. Of course, as along with the supply chain issues and challenges we've had since COVID-19. Uh, for example, we were put on a waiting list for an engine from Ford Motor Company, and they had two engines become available. The state of Illinois got one and we got one. We used that engine, so it was on order for over 10 months. So just giving examples of supply chain issues and so on, more on the back and forth of this extension of the NAPA contract? Wait time to get the parts in, and we don't pay for a part until we use it. So once the parts are in, we're installing them in the vehicles or whatever type of equipment we ordered parts for, and as soon as they're installed, then we put the vehicle back in service. But you, you said you're, you're waiting from Ford Motor Company. Yes. This is NAPA Auto Parts. Exactly. You know, uh, it's That's apples what, and oranges. I'm talking brake pads, rotors. I'm talking simple, simple parts that why don't we, if we, if, and I, I can use. So clearly Rockford has continued questions and concerns. Why don't we go to other vendors if they don't have the parts available? I know it's under contract, but are we supposed to sit and wait, you know, and, and, and put people, we got people sitting around doing nothing because they don't have the equipment. Okay. So we're, we're kind of in a bind. So Rockford uh, just saying, hey, we need more assurance here. What's going on? Here's the official response from the city official here. 
I'm not aware of any time that we could have bought a part at O'Reilly's or AutoZone. In fact, O'Reilly's bid on the last contract. They weren't successful because they were more a higher cost to the city. So each time we've issued an RFP, we've had multiple vendors for the contract. And in the due diligence on our part, we try to pick the one that has the lowest cost for the city and the best service. When you change vendors, we have to either move everything out of the parts room that Napa owns or we have to buy it. So that puts us at a disadvantage and it shuts down our, our operation while that changeover is being made. They will buy parts if they're available from O'Reilly's. They will buy parts from any other vendor that has the part and they will source them at hopefully the lowest cost. Our RFP would have lowered our cost already by 1%. 1% doesn't sound like a lot of money, but over time of the, the contract, it is. So it would save us approximately $18,000 a month. So by us extending this vote on the RFP, it's costing us more money because we're paying 7% on top of the cost now the first RFP will bring our costs down. So again, this is all part of a consolidated garage that was implemented what, like a decade ago, it feels like. Alderman Redpath had concerns about it then. You know, I've never been a, I've never been a fan of the city garage. I think it's a white elephant. It's a high administrative cost. I've always thought the way we used to do business in the city when each department did their own maintenance was more efficient. Uh, I'm hoping that the administration takes a look at this and does a comprehensive examination on keeping the garage or, or finding a different way to do business. I'm not a fan and uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not opposed to this ordinance because I know we got to pay the bills. But we need to do something with that garage. So what's going to happen? Is the administration going to look at maybe uh, breaking up that consolidated garage and putting it back into specific departments? you got to consider uh, you know the footprints of the, uh, the, the garage and so on. Alderman Hanauer with the final word. If we can save you said 18,000 a month on parts if if we go with the RFP that that we're currently under on hold with I think that we need to move forward with it and then if if the the administration decides to do something with the with the garage or you know make a change or whatever then you know we deal with it at that time but if we can save money it's it's ridiculous that we're 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 not doing that and it you know it's going to take a long time to study study the garage and all that and and uh you know i just think we ought to get the other one pull it out and and be done with it and and save us the eighteen thousand a month that's that's pretty substantial so uh, we'll see uh, what they have to say about this next week. Obviously, uh, pretty uh, contentious issue. And just overall, the questions of the consolidated garage efforts. More coming up of the council. Back with the council roundup. Springfield's morning news on 92.7 WMAY. Springfield's news and talk. And uh, committee of the whole last night, about an hour long, but still plenty to tackle. And uh, getting right back on into it, you had uh, new and unfinished business where Alderwoman Connor wanted to make sure that uh, it was made clear how historic it was with a recent recruits to the Springfield Fire Department. Here's Alderwoman Conley. Fairly historical to see 
not just um, another woman joining, but uh, an African-American woman. Um, so congratulations. We're looking forward to more of the same. Um, and um, preemptive congratulations to the fire, the police department, um, the people who, are, who will be sworn in. Is that tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Won't be able to make that one either. Uh, Chief, I was just saying congratulations to your new your new officers too. Um, welcome them and thank them for coming for joining the city. So in new and unfinished business, uh, not too much other stuff, but they did have citizens address the council, including a business owner on the east side of town who raised some concerns. Uh, hi, I'm Jim Kroll. I'm the general manager of SNK Buick GMC, 1400 South Dirksen Parkway. I wanted to come before you tonight and just talk about conditions over on our side of town are kind of worsening as far as crime, as far as drug use. Uh, we've got a couple motels that are around us which are causing us quite a bit of problem. We got the Midtown Inn, which is right directly behind us. We've got the Red Roof Inn, and unfortunately they are magnets for drug use, prostitution, crime, and it's a constant thing that I've been combating for five years and it's gotten worse and worse and worse. And I need help, because I can't do it alone anymore. Um, just on Friday, which is the reason I'm here, I've got an employee, great employee, does a great job. So we leave the back door open on the parts department. Somebody from the motel walks into the building, goes to the lockers, opens his locker, takes his car key, gets in his car, leaves, goes to his house, robs his house, right? And what, I, what do I say to this employee? Now, we're on the east side, okay? We're staying on the east side. Everyone else has left. Hyundai's moving. We've invested $1.5 million in the past two years in the facility. We're staying, but I can't combat this by myself anymore. Look, we go through the lot and pick up trash. We go through the lot and pick up hypodermic needles. You know, I got people who are drugged up wandering into the showroom that I have to ask to leave. And I get threatened at least once a month. You know, I'm tired of playing bouncer. So what I'm requesting is that we have more of a police presence on that side of town. And we need a long-term plan to fix it. I mean, I've been watching it for five years just get worse. And the pandemic just escalated things, just made it worse. I mean, our issue on that side of town is not homelessness. It's not it. It's, it's not about poverty. It's the drug use and the crime. And we got to fix it. I mean, we fully intend on staying exactly where we are. But I wanted to come before you tonight to tell you that we have a serious issue over there, and I need help fixing it. So we'll hear the response from uh, various aldermen and even the police chief jumping in to uh, share their thoughts. That's coming back here with the Council Roundup. I'm Greg Bishop, Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and... Back with the Council Roundup, last night's Committee of the Whole, tackling a whole bunch of stuff, including citizens addressing the committee. Before the break, we heard from Jim Crawl. He owns a uh, car dealer over on the east side of town on South Dirksen Parkway. 
and uh, he shared a, a, a harrowing story of, you know, they leave the back door of one of their facilities open during the day, and somebody from a local motel came in, went to a, a, a locker of an employee, got into the locker, took took the, the things out of the locker, including car keys, took the employee's vehicle, and then went to that person's home and robbed the home. Uh, just a, an incredible story, uh, but uh, he's asking for more help. He says that uh, this is just unsustainable and things have actually gotten worse. Alderman Sean Gregory, uh, as chair of the Committee of the Whole, addressing some of those concerns. We, we, we do have an economic development um, director, you know, poised to, to um, take that position. I think that's going to help us really move forward on, on various things, um, um, including, you know, um, situations like that. Um, but for the meantime and in the immediate time, um, I think we need to work together with our police to really try to curb some of that. Um, you know, me and Alderman Williams, I'm sure, is, uh, you know, fully aware of the issues on the east side, and uh, we'll do all we can to work with you. Um, and we really appreciate you coming in and, and um, delivering this information to us. Thank you. And Alderman Williams also chiming in, uh, making sure that uh, you know it's clear as to the jurisdictions that are involved here. You know, we are Springfield addresses. The two facilities that you're speaking of, the two hotels, because over there, you know, we go in and out as far as county, city, yeah, which wonky. is part of my challenge. But everybody's city that you're describing, your business and the two hotels. And the second thing is, Chief, do we have numbers on the amount of calls or how often you, you have to go to uh, these two hotels? I am aware, um, and, and, and I, I fight with a lot of segments of the community because, as they tell me, people got to live somewhere. So these, these transitional, uh, temporary, um, you know, rent by the hour, I don't know what you call them, living arrangements, uh, have you got a lot of calls on, on these places? Certainly, those are frequent uh, Police addresses Chief. that we're well aware of. Can Scarlett? That uh, boils down to um, the activity that's allowed to take place in there as part as um, the management goes in the hotels, and that's something that I think um, as we continue to increase our manpower, um, our neighborhood police officer unit gets back to full strength. Our drug enforcement unit gets back to full strength. This certainly uh, areas that we need to focus on. That, that area over there has been a, a, an issue uh, ever since I was a police officer okay. <laughs> out on the street. So, yes. So the concerns are uh, these hotels, there's a lot of drug use, prostitution, and just other criminal behavior spilling over into the business. More from Alderman Williams. People have a right to walk to the store and come to the store, but if they're dropping things off in your lot and then robbing you, you know, that that's a whole different scenario. So uh, I guess we all can get together and up the maybe the manpower or the overseeing of the area. I think we need to get together and determine our focus and our plan with the operators of the hotel to say we're not going to allow this type of nefarious activity in our city, regardless of where it's at. To me, that's the problem. It's 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 bred in there and it's allowed to happen. And, and uh, that's something that we need to shut down, whether that's through code enforcement or extra patrol from my agency, whatever the case may be. But yes, let's definitely get together. I'll get with Mr. Kroll and talk. Alderman Hanauer says it's not just over on the east side that uh, they're hearing problems at some of these hotels. We have other hotels around town that are having the same problem. Um, I know I know of one Ward 10 that, that I'm, I'm hearing that there's a lot of issues at. And we do. We need to look at this from, from the hotel owner's perspective. And if they're going to allow, if it's going to be a, a situation where we're constantly um, having to go and deal with issues like, you know, this and drug overdoses and, and whatnot, 
then then maybe we need to we need to enact something um, up here to where we we have you know kind of like a nuisance um, type situation because it, it's just not fair it's not fair to the businesses around it's not fair you know um, and it's just it's just the hotel owners they don't they don't want to do their own policing so uh some questions there of what kind of policies they could put in place to curb this type of behavior and you got to consider you know what's limiting uh hotel stays to only those who are there for a full 24 hours or something i don't know uh more from the police chief appearance sakes i did a little bit of research before the meeting that uh crime in springfield compared to this time last year or this uh long through the year this year is down 1.78 percent so although we see what's going on around our nation around our state here in springfield crime is actually down that doesn't mean that we don't have pockets that we need to focus on and we'll certainly do that but uh, i want to get that message out there and make that very clear now the business owner uh jim crawl he also shared just some of his response to what's going on uh with this conversation and how it needs to be addressed. The response times, a lot of times, aren't fantastic because most of what's happening, it's petty crimes. Uh, the unfortunate part is the petty crimes turn into bigger crimes. You know, I spent $40,000 to put in security cameras. Do you know what it has allowed me to do? I can watch them steal from you. <laughs> that's, that's about all it's wow, done. That sucks. Um, and oh, the police are great. They come up and take the clips of the videos and I know that they're trying to solve stuff, but there's big crimes and there's little crimes. Somebody breaking into a car and stealing a toolbox is a fairly minor offense. The reason I really came up here is my biggest fear is eventually, you know, with everything that's going on in the neighborhood and when you've got people who are living back at those motels, and to be quite frank, some of them are just not all there. I mean, they are drugged. Yes. And I'm really worried someone's going to get hurt. You know, I've got 55 people that work for me. I don't want anybody hurt. Especially after the story he shared from Friday of somebody getting into an employee's locker, stealing their keys, going to their house and stealing from their house. Just wild. All we all know path. that the police department was down several officers in the past. And um, I think it's important for us to support the administration and the chief of police to increase our numbers that's what we're gonna that's how you're gonna fix it we don't have enough people to go around we need to increase that and make sure that we put emphasis on certain crimes like this if you think about it the owners of those hotels aren't there they're not there they have employees sitting there that probably someone a young young student or a senior person that needs an extra job and they're in there doing that they're not going to stop this it's got to come from a consolidated effort from all of us and from working with our police department to increase their numbers and get them the, the tools they need to, to combat these crimes. So it's important that we, we're going to have to look at this in the, in the budget again because we've got to continually support these guys. That's what's going to solve these kind of problems, not, not going out and finding the individual person and blaming a, a, a desk clerk for why didn't you stop this? Well. That's not their job to do that. They're, they probably have enough challenges anyway dealing with these people. So let's let's look at it in a bigger perspective than what we're looking at. Now, the business owner, after Friday, uh, he did a little bit of his own investigation, sharing that with the council So we had night. this robbery on Friday where my employee's car got stolen. So I took a picture of the guy off the surveillance camera, and I decided to play junior detective and go back to the motel and show the picture around. Huh. Kind of like uh, Columbo, only I'm taller. So... I go back and I go up to the front desk and I show the picture. And she goes, yep, 
room 241. Well, they don't take IDs. He gives a bogus name and a bogus address. Well, if you've got somebody who can stay somewhere, squat there, basically, pay for a month, not have to give their real name, and go and commit all kinds of crimes, what do you care if they know where you are? They don't know who you are. I mean, I've never stayed, I mean, I've never stayed there, but I've never stayed at a, a hotel that doesn't require an ID of some sort. Yeah, every hotel I go to, that's like the first thing they ask is for my ID and then the card for incidentals, of course. Uh, here's some response. I don't recommend you go do that. If you, you don't walk back there and get hit. You know yeah. what? Generally, I wouldn't, but look, if you steal from me, that's one thing. I'm going to be okay. But you, you take a guy who's a working class guy trying to pay his bills every day, and you're going to steal his way to work. Yeah, and, I get and that. I was mad. I get that. I don't. I'm. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying it's not wise to move to go back there, especially if the crime's back there. You, yeah. That's what the police are for. I know, but I I played a cop on TV once. <laughs> <laughs> I've 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 been, I've been to scenes where people like you get beat up. So I'm just I'm just telling. You. So. You know, we got to work with our police department. We got to support them. We got to tackle the issue of of the ownership doing doing a better job on 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 security in their hotels. I yeah, agree. Um, so we'll see uh, where this conversation goes. I imagine I'll hear more of it. Uh, Alderman Gregory giving some final thoughts on this issue. As a as a as a city as a country, really have to look at drug abuse, mental health oh, issues, bad. and really and really 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 attack those things. Um, we could build jails all day long and, and throw people in them, but we'll, we'll still have these problems. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that our, our police department is really um, focusing on that with our co-responder program. The state's giving us money. So um, we're working at it, really trying to get to the root causes. And um, for the immediate, um, you know, we're going to work with our police and see if we can curb some of that. So I appreciate you bringing these uh, matters to, to, to the committee today, um, and we, we will be in contact. And if so it wasn't the only uh, individual there talking about crime they've experienced. Another individual there saying that uh, he had an incident with somebody coming up uh, and actually opening fire on them, and he had all the evidence, and he knew the name, and he took it to people, and he said, oh, this person's connected, and he shared that, well, they're not uh, doing anything. They're not arresting this guy. He's worried that the guy's going to come back and, and do even worse, maybe even kill him. Uh, and he's demanding that police actually uh, respond. And here's a little bit of uh, how that played out at the tail end of last night's meeting. Murph, nothing. Y'all going to let this happen. Murph, listen, chill out. He's right here. We're going to have a conversation. What do you? I, mean, I, I was up there when he was up there, and I didn't, I'd never seen a detective or the chief. I've been up there five times since August the 3rd. What's going to make the difference? They ain't gonna put the handcuffs on him. They got his name. They got his registrations. They got his vehicle. They got what he wore. They got the two shells on the ground. They got the shot call. I mean, what else they need? Me to lay down and be shot? Murph, he right here. This ain't uh, a he, he, I'm standing in front of him. So uh, the police chief uh, responds. Yeah, I'm gonna add a few things. Number one, there are five police reports on file references, and this is not the not the venue where we discuss our investigation. So I'm not gonna get into that investigation here. I will say this: uh, it takes probable cause to make an arrest, uh, and we're still working through that. I don't just get to go out and arrest somebody for the sake of arresting someone. I can have a civil conversation with anyone, and we've had multiple 
uh, police reports, like I said, that will be forwarded to the state's attorney's office. So uh, the last thing I'll sit up here and allow is someone to say that myself or my officers are not doing their job because that's absolutely ridiculous. So I'll be more than happy to talk with this gentleman when we're done here, but I'm going to make that very clear, especially those two guys in the back. They bust their tails day in and day out, and we'll continue to do that for every citizen of this community. So thank you. That's your council roundup here with Springfield's morning news on 92.7 WMAY Springfield's news and talk where we review what happened at the Springfield City Council meeting each and every Wednesday.